0: CenterLeftTalkRadio.com. go to our homepage, two links, you know this story, I'll repeat it though, uh, uh, for those who may not have heard it, who may have heard it only, oh, 20 times so far. The first link will have all of our podcasts, this show will be the first one at the top of that link, the one you're listening to right now. The second link has what we call our radio loop version of this show. That is, clearly, this show running, playing in a loop. And uh, when, you, uh, when you click in, when you, when you select that link, uh, you pick up the show wherever in the loop it happens to be playing. Get interested, stick around, listen to what's going on. Oops, you get to the end of the show. Geez, I wonder what it was all about in the beginning. I wonder how that thought was first developed. The show restarts within three or four seconds. It's in a loop. And it's kind of got that radio-ish feel where you turn on the show and you pick it up wherever it happens to be. Those are your choices for listening to us, coming to us through our website. Basically, you could pick up Center Left Radio wherever, wherever you pick up your podcasts from, he said with a dangling participle at the far end. Uh, yes, there is a a, a 12 trillion ton. Uh, gorilla in the room right now. elephant, gorilla pick whatever whatever species of uh, mammalian life you'd like to have uh, occupying or co cohabiting in your little room with you at this moment. And of course we're going to get to it on this f- Friday the 9th of May in the year 2023 because in the still in the even more wee hours of this morning, the weir hours, if that's—I I, I, no, it's not a word—but what the hell? Uh, what basically everyone has been uh, talking about or or focusing on as pretty much the uh, the biggest shoe to fall has fallen. Uh, Earlier on Tuesday, on Tuesday, I I said that I had listened to uh, Andrew Weissman, former lead attorney for the Mueller investigation, uh, make a very, very specific statement relative to the likelihood of an indictment, a federal indictment against Donald Trump coming down before uh, the week was out. And Weissman basically based on his knowledge of federal grand juries, of his work within the Justice Department, uh, of watching these things play out, of knowing what the signs were that indicated an indictment was uh, forthcoming or that information was forthcoming. Weissman made the prediction or, or or, or stated the expectation, let's just say, that there would be an indictment before the end of the week. I'm not going to say that that was underplayed by others in in the, in the blogosphere and, in, and on cable uh, TV and all over the place, but a lot of people were saying, well, maybe, who knows, by the time, maybe when, if, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we reported here on Center Left Radio on Tuesday that we expected, I expected, Uh, A a very good chance, based on what I've seen Andrew Weissman um, say and do over the course of time, that we would probably be announcing an indictment by the time we did the Friday show. We begin these shows, I begin these shows with our engineer, and of course uh, David Bach will be with us in a bit. Uh, But the, the show really is in the get ready, uh, and if we're not on mic, getting ready phase by somewhere around 5.15, 5.20 in the morning. So we had just gotten, uh, as as everybody's eyes opened up this morning, we'd just gotten the news that the indictment had been come down, but it is still sealed. (laughs) Sealed meaning that it is not a publicly available, the actual indicting document, the actual complaint in this instance, is not available as a public document. It's not going to be up online. You could search all over the place. What you're going to get at this point essentially, is uh, indications of what's in the document by whomever may have uh, somehow uh, either seen it or spoken to someone with knowledge thereof. That's what you have right now. What we do know about the indictment at this hour uh, is that it, it, it is a seven-count indictment. It is, for all intents and purposes, the kitchen sink. Whereas uh, th- there was talk earlier in the week that this particular indictment, when it came, would, could very well just have the obstruction uh, charge uh, uh, in it because that would have been the obviously uh, easiest thing to show, that there was a statement made and there was indications that, uh, you know, that Trump was fully aware of the fact that uh, all of this stuff was, uh, that, that he basically was lying about the fact that stuff had all been delivered that there was stuff was being moved around. He was obstructing. He was, after being told, after being subpoenaed, after, after saying that he'd complied, had then lied and then gone ahead and further obstructed uh, the ability of the government to get the information that it required. As a rule, that is usually... Usually the, I, 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 I don't want to say the easiest, but it's an easier crime because b- very specific actions by the defendant in that particular realm are deemed to be indicative of mindset. So, okay, so if I say, um, yeah, I've given you all the documents you asked for, and then I don't. And more than that, I go ahead and I move them around or I, I do something with those documents after, after saying that I've given them to you. It is not incumbent on the prosecutors to have to separately go through a whole process of probation, of approving. What was your mindset? Did you have a criminal mindset at that point? No, no. The fact that you, after a uh, a summons was served, after you attested to the fact that everything had been taken care of. Remember, the attorney attests on behalf of their client, and here we've already broken through the attorney-client privilege on these attestations, on these on these uh, documents of of uh, of. of of proof, really, proving themselves. In other words, if I as an attorney sign a document on behalf of my client saying that I have, in fact, returned all of the information requested in that subpoena, and then it becomes apparent that I haven't, and it becomes apparent that I've moved stuff, it's not incumbent on the prosecution at this point, at that point, to then prove... What was the mindset that I had in withholding the documents that I said I returned? What was the mindset that I had in moving them around, possibly in showing them even afterwards to just prove... I don't have to prove that I had or that my client had or that the defendant had, sorry, a separate criminal intent. Their actions speak for themselves in terms of in terms of inferring more than inferring of proving the criminality of the intention to withhold the documents and everything else that's that is the obstruction part of this and that tends to be the strongest part of a government case. Obstruction is where you get the really, really big, meaty charges and the big, meaty sentences. In this case, in this case, the charges relating to obstruction, if proven, if if, if found guilty on those, Donald could face 20 years on those alone. Now, now, keep in mind, keep in mind, there are the, the federal guideline system, the criminal guideline system is a lot less forgiving than the criminal uh, the sentencing system, the, the sentencing guidelines that we have in many states and in the non-federal uh, the non-federal systems of justice, federal. Guidelines are very specific. The, the, the minimum and maximum and where it usually falls, it's, it's right in there. You, you don't have... The judge has a certain amount of leeway, but typically not as much as you would have, or anywhere near as much as you would have in a state trial. What we've been hearing largely... In the lead up to this whole process, uh, you know, and, with, and and the waiting game, of course, has been it's it's always excruciating. Well, will there be? Well, we're not sure where it'll be. Oh, ultimately, by the way, this was brought in the state of Florida, and there was well, not the state, the, the Southern District of the federal Southern District of Florida. And and this seemed to have been a last-second rethinking, or a change of uh, of heart, or or a reconsideration of venue. Um, The the rationale being given about this is that, well, under under federal law, you must an individual being charged with a crime must be charged in the area, in the place, if it's going to be a federal crime, within the federal district where the crime took place. The theory being that you, uh, that the, the jury of your peers, your peers are where uh, the crime happened. And it's pretty clear, certainly the obstruction portion of this, you could argue that the taking of the documents, there is a continuation uh, theory of law. I think there are specific laws on the books that speak to continuation so that if this began, the whole thing began because Donald took the documents out of Washington knowingly, et cetera, et cetera. Well, everything that happened thereafter is merely a continuation and can be uh, related to Washington, D.C., and therefore Washington would be a perfectly equally appropriate venue. But what would happen here, most certainly, is that the Trump attorneys would begin their first set of motions, and there'll be motions after the indictment, which, by the way, technically will be the the arraignment. In other words, just like when Donald went to New York State for Alvin Bragg down in Southern District New York over here, but really it was actually New York State, so it's not the Federal District, and he basically was arraigned. He, he, he sat before a judge and his and the criminal charges against him were read out, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that process now, the federal version of that process will be happening this coming Tuesday at three o'clock somewhere in Miami. And basically the the, the notion is, that all of this would be happening, if you if you brought this case in the Southern District of Florida, you are taking away the inevitable challenge that will be made by Donald's attorneys, and this and these challenges and all of the other motions that go with this will come very shortly. They they may some of them may be presented right there at the indictment, uh, but there will be motions about. Uh, where and when and the venue and the... There would invariably be a major set of motions brought by his attorneys claiming that the southern district of florida was an inappropriate location blah 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 or they may have ignored it and hoped that at the end of the trial if he's found guilty on appeal they would appeal it and say it was brought in the wrong jurisdiction therefore the entire uh the entire case is is invalidated, the, the, the finding of the case, the his criminality is utterly and totally invalidated. It's happened. So the notion was to avoid that possibility and therefore bring the trial in the Southern District of Florida, even though Washington, D.C., potentially, potentially, might have presented a a slightly more favorable jury pool from which to select but you, you see in the if, if you go to the uh, the, the um, E. Jean Carroll uh, case that uh, Trump lost also in New York where he became liable for civil penalties five million dollars and he'll be charged he's being resued again because he can't shut his mouth um, basically in that case there was a nine-jury panel, a nine-juror panel, and one of those jurors, in 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 doing the polling, the uh, the polling of the jurors after the case, and, and and this was pointed out by a few different news media, was a stridently stridently. Uh, pro-Trump, uh, watches, uh, gets all information from absolutely ultra-far-right uh, sources, etc. type of person. And and keep in mind here that in that particular trial, because it was a civil trial, if even one juror was un- unable to reach the conclusion that Donald had basically uh assaulted, sexually assaulted E. Jean Carroll, Uh, he basically would have gotten off. But even this ultra-far-right Trumpist juror, don't know his name, I don't care to know his name, he came to the conclusion, when presented with the facts that, yeah, Trump was guilty of sin. They came back with a conviction. That, that jury came back with a conviction in something like two and a half hours. Granted, in New York, you would imagine most of a jury would probably... Uh, you, you'd have a good shot at getting mostly jurors who would not necessarily be emotionally uh, committed to Donald. But the fact that you had one juror who basically by every indication should have simply thrown in his lot with Donald, and even he, based on the facts, had to basically find Donald liable and culpable for those activities. It tells you something about our civil and criminal jury systems that basically more so even than in an indictment, in an impeachment situation... In Congress, where where the, uh, the where you cannot really force uh, the senators in the trial to find based on the fact there is no ultimate legal basis for forcing people to find to to express a finding based on the facts as they are presented. No, it is a political trial. Our jury system, our federal and state jury system, though, is not political. It's not supposed to be. And more often than not, from what I'm seeing, it still manages to perform in a rational way. It still manages to adjudicate based on the facts and the law. So there's been a lot of talk, oh, well, it's going to be in the Southern District of Florida, oh, geez, you know, uh, he's going to get a favorable jury, he's going to blah, 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 blah. No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not concerned about that in the least. I, I say that right now. I, I am not concerned about that. I believe that, that Jack Smith, as special counsel, for, you know, for, for Merrick Garland and, and, and running this thing as he has, as tightly and as quietly, I have no doubt that his capacity to select a jury that he feels is both just and favorable to what he intends to prove will not be hampered by this venue. He will do what he has to do, and he will be able to prove the guilt of Donald Trump to basically any jury and basically pull in a conviction. The other thing that I'm hearing a lot of this morning, and I'm hearing it from MSNBC, I've I've seen it on CNN, I've seen it even on Fox, mostly on Fox, you'll see it right now is the notion of how unjust, well, mostly on Fox, the unjustness of it, this has been a witch hunt. Okay, we've heard this all a thousand times. But curiously, hearing it more on MSNBC at this point, the notion that now we've crossed a line, and we have. We have indicted a former president. First time ever in our history. Federal indictments of a former president carrying with it jail time. Serious jail time uh, for a guy Trump's age, uh, 78 is he? 70, 78, I think. Uh, yeah, he could easily die in jail. He could easily spend the rest of his life in jail if he was convicted on all counts, and and the outer edges of the uh, sentencing guidelines are the way the judge was so motivated to uh, to sentence. And it could be, I, I, I who knows? who knows how that's going to play out. But immediately, and I heard this on MSNBC this morning. There's the geez, you know what this is going to do now? Oh, now there's going to be the quid pro quo. Now there's going to be the threats that well, now we have to get us, we have to get us a a, a Democrat. We have to have, we got to go after a Democrat. We've got to get someone. We're going, a we're gonna we're gonna get a Democrat. And, and and I and I and I and I understand the fear. I understand, you know. Again, this is this is a historical moment. But I but I offer this, and I mean, I don't know, you know. Take take the very unlikely at this point scenario that a Republican a Republican beats uh, Joe Biden in twenty twenty four. Very, I, I'll I'll get into my rationale in a bit. But just just take that possibility. And that would suggest that the first thing that Republican would do would be to basically bring charges or attempt to bring charges using a Justice Department and directing a Justice Department to bring charges against Joe Biden. Uh, I don't know, for actions in office, most likely for things that were done prior to being in office, whatever, whatever they could possibly attempt to drum up. How, how stuff like that would not have come to the surface in the rational news media during Biden's four years in office, I don't know. But I don't know, maybe they'd try to find something. My reaction to that is No. That's that's a lot of a lot of breastbeating and 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 soul searching and fear that is needless and ridiculous at this point. Look at just what has happened in the last week, no, a few days now. Documentation that basically, supposedly from way back in the day, that linked Ukrainian oligarchs to, uh, to Hunter Biden through Joe Biden, et cetera, et cetera. This information was something that, that, it was considered a holy grail during the Trump administration. This was supposed to be the documentation that basically brought down Hunter and Joe. That Joe, it's proof that Joe basically was on the take for a patillion dollars, blah, 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 blah. And it's based on a interview, a clandestine interview, with with an, an American operative not to be named, an operative whose life most probably would be in a lot of danger if it got out there that basically had an interview a a casual interview with some Ukrainian oligarch who had every uh, kind of axe to grind and motivation etc and whatever whoever knows and the Ukrainian oligarch suggested without proof just suggested that there might be something going on there that was the extent of the documentation. A Ukrainian oligarch had something to say about Hunter and Joe Biden. The Justice Department, Trump's totally weaponized Justice Department, again, one of the great, one of the great, uh, uh, tricks uh, of, of Trump, and he didn't learn it. He he learned it from Roy Cohen. Uh, and he, not only he learned it from Roy Cohen. I, I guess it was uh, Karl Rove learned this from Roy Cohen. But the 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 rope a dope, the flip, the 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 swift boating. You accuse your you accuse your opponent of your greatest weakness. Okay, this this is how this is this is this is. It's an ironic thing, but it's an unnerving thing to the other side. How could they even imagine doing this they do it? It's the nerviest of nervy things and it tends to have an unnerving effect on your opponent who thought he had you on the ropes and meanwhile you come out swinging uh, using uh, holding his hand and hitting him with his own hand as it were. So so what happens here is that the uh, the Demo- the Republicans under the totally weaponized uh, Justice Department of of uh, Donald Trump, and I, I imagine this is under Jeff Sessions, and then it's under and then it's under Bill Barr. Everybody gets their hands on this document and decides that this is going. This is the Holy Grail. We're going to basically take Joe Biden down as. An opponent to Donald in 2020, the 2020 race, with this document. And the document is reviewed by people whose intentions are as transparent as they are nefarious, and they want to destroy Joe, they'll do it through Hunter, around Hunter, they don't, just get Joe, get to Joe, find a way to knock him down. And they look at this document, and there ain't no there there. They realize that by even bringing out this document, they can start talking about it. But then the other side will present what the hell is in it. And, and it, it, the same document lately becomes, again, it's being brought up as Donald is getting closer and closer to indictment. It was brought up just in the last few days. And some berry Republican head of some committee within Congress demands this document once again, and basically says, you know, and they and we and now we're going to uh, we're going to subpoena uh, the FBI head, and we're going to basically bring up this do- And they look at the document again, and the document, well, there's no there, there. And now they're, they're apparently. Apparently, the FBI has gone so far as to allow this document, this one-page statement coming in from an operative, it's being distributed to members of the oversight committee, which means I hope, I hope the name of the agent who, who, uh, who, who basically recorded the conversation with the Ukrainian oligarch, I hope his name is basically fully redacted, because you don't know what these clowns might be willing to do with information like this. this. This is the type of thing that Democrats are looking at, some Democrats are looking at this morning and saying, this is indicative of where this type of thing could go in the future. They'll, they'll just find any old damn thing and try to start to indict Joe Biden, and we're on a slippery slope to perdition, and there's nowhere else to go, et cetera, et cetera. To which I respond full-throatedly, bullshit. Did, did I did I, I'm sorry, did you hear? Bullshit. That is not where we are. Republicans know perfectly well, Republican politicians, Republican jurists know perfectly well where we are relative to any kind of slippery slope involving any future presidents. I I I, I and, and it, this morning, Kevin McCarthy has already come out and, and issued a statement saying, it's Joe Biden brought this indictment against, uh, against, uh, uh, you know, against Donald Trump, okay? This is the same Kevin McCarthy who spent days back and forth with Joe at the White House. The same Kevin McCarthy who last week was praising the White House team, the professionalism of the White House, the good intentions, the goodwill of Joe Biden in doing the negotiations that ultimately got us past this whole manufactured debt ceiling crisis. And he did it knowing, McCarthy did it, knowing full well that he was running headlong into the jaws of the crazies in his party. Knew it. Absolutely. Praising Joe, praising the White House team, saying, basically basking when it was all over in his capacity to avert catastrophe. If if allowing the debt ceiling to pass would have been a catastrophe, okay, what would encouraging... <laughs> How, how do you just simply go ahead and, lacking all true evidentiary basis, begin or attempt to begin a prosecution of an American president or a former American president, assuming it's Biden or someone like that? What, where does that process even begin? I'm I'm going back to my bullshit statement and and trying to show something, how how a process would work. Okay, would it be, there could be an impeachment within the Congress, it could be an impeachment within a, 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 and, and it would go nowhere because there's nothing there. There's not even a foundation for an impeachment. So that would, be, that would be a perverse and useless exercise. And it would show simply, it would allow a demonstration, not to the people who are true believers, they want blood, they want, they want red meat, but it would show just how perverse the system is and how foolishly it could be utilized. There could be a subsequent Justice Department uh, weaponization again minus special count it it could be contrived like all hell and there could be an effort to bring proof that didn't exist and that would be seen instantaneously once the information was out there if it got to the point of an indictment it would be it would be ripped to shreds But you you see, this is not the sort of thing you just can automatically, okay, I'm going to have a tit-for-tat indictment and trial of another president simply because it's our turn to try a president. No, you've got to have information. You've got to have the source Material. You've got to have the predicate, the criminal predicate, to make this stuff works. The, 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 simply the self-threat. Threatening ourselves with the notion that the Republicans are going to do a tit-for-tat. They're crazy, they're gonna do... No, saying that they're crazy and they're nuts and everything else doesn't mean that they can play it out. Okay? Even McCarthy, crazy McC- McCarthy, beholden to the crazies in the party, realized that if he had gone and allowed the debt ceiling to crash, if he'd allowed everything to go off the rails, he would have created a constitutional crisis, the likes of which we, w- we may not be recovering from. Not for some time. He would be responsible for totally destroying the... Co- you. How much more serious is a set of contrived, uh, a, a contrived litigation, a tit-for-tat litigation, how much closer does that drive the country off the rails? How much more would you have to incite the base to anger and fury and and retribution and pitchforks and 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 and, and 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 torches and just wanting to just do anything because in their frustration there's nothing we seem to be able to do to stop them from taking over us. I I, I see this a lot these days, the there, there's stuff on the fringy uh, communications, Trump pushing it like crazy. They have to get through me to get to you. It's a witch hunt, they're coming after me, and then they're coming after you. This is the argument. They have to take me down. It's the only way then they can take, they can take you down. This is coming from Donald. When McCarthy turns around and says something so blatantly, obviously false, he knows it's a lie that Biden is behind the Justice Department push to indict Trump. He knows that's a lie. He's basically feeding into the Trump storyline. The Trump storyline, and again, you, you, you gotta take this, you gotta realize that there's a snapshot here. There's, the guy is just been indicted. He had well, he hasn't even been formally he hasn't been formally indicted yet. He he will he he's received a he's be he's received documentation. He will be arraigned on Tuesday. Okay, so that's the first contact, physical contact with the federal court system, the the criminal federal court system. He ha, we haven't even gotten to that point yet, and all and, and not even already, but predictably. People are still talking about supporting Donald because they know that this is what the base expects to hear. What do you really think is going to be happening in the days and weeks and months ahead insofar as Donald's capacity to run a presidential campaign? What do you think his opponents, who are mum no one said a word. Well, look, again, this has only come out in the last, now we're, I, I guess the, the indictment is, the sealed indictment is about what, three and a half hours old right now? Middle of the night is when it came down. What do you think his opponents will say before the end of the day? Well, you know, this is Democrats, you know, Biden. That's what you're going to hear. But what do you really, Like, and come on, st- step back, pull back, go up, go up, actually allow yourself to travel 30,000, 50,000 feet in the air, look down, and look at the future. What do you think is going to happen as a result of Donald being basically uh, on, on the verge of a trial that he probably couldn't win in a million years? It's going to be an impossible situation for him. Jack Smith would not be bringing this case in Southern Florida or anywhere else if he were not absolutely positive that he's got the goods on the son of a bitch. And Trump knows it. And Donald's going to be yelling and screaming more and more. And more and more of his time is going to be devoted to working with his legal team. And more and more of his time is going to be devoted to having to deal with legal considerations. And once we get closer to trial, he's going to be off the playing field. And as more indictments come down on both the January 6th and on the Atlanta case, the the Raffensperger case, all of this is just going to weigh more and more. And as more information is required and more activity is required on, the, on, the, uh, on the, New York, uh, the New York criminal case, Donald's capacity to maintain a full schedule on the road and to not be questioned in a negative way by people saying, if you're convicted, the last, if you're convicted, do you plan on serving? The only answer to that will be if I'm convicted, it'll only be because it was unfair and inappropriate. And the response to that is, oh, that means then that you will not respect the court system. The answer to that is, I never have. Why should I? I'm a student of Roy Cohen. I know that the court system is not for justice. It's basically for retribution. You use the courts and you use the court system to humiliate, not not to win, not to achieve justice, but to humiliate your opponents. You know, and Donald could go on. Do you know, I've I've had, I've been in over 4,000, 4,000 separate court cases in the course of my life. And I've lost my fair share. But ask the other side if it was a victory because they all managed to suffer, that because we managed to drag things out that we managed to hurt people, we managed to get them. Roy taught me, well, Roy Cohen, by the way, was all to be this smart, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Roy Cohen at one time represented John Gotti. Uh, he, he got into all kinds of trouble, not for that specifically, but for other stuff. Uh, Cutler, Bruce Cutler, who was the, uh, the, the gaudy uh, lawyer, the criminal lawyer, there, uh, got him off three different times, ultimately disbarred, uh, criminalized. I think Cutler, these things don't end well, okay? So that the criminalization, uh, the, the, the weaponization of the court system by those who can use it that way Invariably, at some point, it catches up. Do you think when you have a special prosecutor out of the attorney, out of the AG's office, the Department of Justice, that has limitless resources? Do you think that when that individual with a reputation that is ironclad, a reputation for being the most hard ass guy in the whole world, who dots every T and crosses, you know, dots every I and crosses every T and never goes to trial without having everything, everything, and whose reputation is absolutely sacrosanct among uh, attorneys on both sides, criminal and prosecutorial, do you think that might be the moment the comeuppance moment that someone like a trump if, if if you if you basically if you're if you're into looking at these things from uh, sort of a historical uh, uh almost uh, you know everyman uh medieval kind of uh, morality play ways do you think this might be the moment When all of that chicanery, all of that manipulation finally comes home to roost. Do you think it's, there's something, for, for lack of a better word, poetic about it. It's not being done as a purely vindictive measure. I've said this many times recently, if this is a witch hunt, then Donald is the witch. He's a witch. He is on many levels. But this is justice finally coming home. The Republicans know it. And by the way, getting back to a point I was making earlier, McCarthy knows that you can push this just so far before the whole system goes off the rail if you go ahead and aggravate and basically nudge the base to get crazy and angry and, I want you to take a, a... you basically knock, you can, and he's got to know this because he, he just showed rationality in the way he dealt with, the, with Biden in the situation of the debt ceiling. You can take the system down. And you do have to face down your, your, your biggest detractors when worse comes. It just so happens that we have the debt ceiling situation and then we have Donald. Does it mean, well, I already did the debt ceiling thing, that means I could be utterly irresponsible and just go ahead and support Donald and we could, could riv up the base and basically get them to take the system down because it's okay, I did one good thing and now I don't have to do another. No, McCarthy has already proven that he knows better. And the numbers, the polling numbers, suggest that even the Republican Party, the majority of it, Would not be in favor of Donald if he went to the point of criminal conviction. And it's gonna change even more. This is day one. It's not even day one. We haven't even had the arraignment. You're gonna hear a lot of crap in the next few hours, but a lot of it will be BS. The mandatory organizational being part of the club, the kumbaya group over there, you're gonna hear that. And you'll hear tons of it over the weekend. But this is all going to now begin falling into a very recognizable pattern. And it's one that does not end well for Donald. I do not believe that it will spell the destruction of the country because that's the only way you can start having, the only way a tit-for-tat can be played out here is if the country basically has to take it in the neck at the same time. I don't think that's what's going to happen here. Could, but I don't think so. I think the country, I think America, might be just a little brighter than that. I think Donald may have uh, done his last, or getting very close to his last TV show, his last reality TV show. There'll be a big, there'll be a lot of yelling and screaming. Don't be afraid. Be aware and understand that the facts, the law, the Constitution, and quite frankly, justice is on our side, not his. David's going to be with us in a minute. Hang in. A a perfect moment on Friday for just a little jazz. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know, we all know, we can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Center Left Radio, thank you. You're listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. And you're listening to us on the web at One word centerlefttalkradio.com yes it's Friday yes it's a slow news day we thought it'd be a perfect time uh, to to ask a simple question and expect less than a simple answer maybe a lot more than a simple answer David what's on your mind?
1: well there actually is a decent amount uh, if you want to hear more you can follow me on Twitter at facesideasnow um, so there's a couple things. Let's talk about the, the most pressing thing that happened in New Yorkers, which was uh, the sky turned to fire and the air became hot. Uh, so if you are anybody who didn't listen to Fox News, you you saw that disturbing. Um, and hopefully, you if you had to be outside, you were wearing a mask. Yeah. Because there was, and this is not an exaggeration, the worst air pollution in the entire world, yeah, for we, basically the last three days,
0: isn't it wonderful? <laughs> New York does it again. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It was horrible. Yes. Yesterday, well, yeah, yeah. No, more so the day before. More so on Wednesday. That was. I mean, with the orange sky, my my wife says, "Have we moved to Mars?" We were. You know, she called me up, and yeah, that's what it looked like. That we moved to Mars. That's how
1: bad that air was. Yeah. However. If you listen to Fox, there's nothing to worry about. This no, of is course just not. politicizing. This is and this is their their idea of how to do news. They brought on a former t- or a current tobacco lobbyist t- to tell you that actually the air is fine. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with it. Nobody ever dies from bad air. <laughs> and that China and India, like literally, this is not an exaggeration. He literally said these things. Uh, and uh, it cannot be stressed enough. If you know somebody who watches Fox News and takes them seriously, and there is any type of health emergency, listening to Fox News will get them killed. <laughs> it is that is that appears to be their singular goal is to get as many of their viewers killed. Doing the exact opposite, of whatever is healthy for them, in literally every situation. It, it doesn't matter what it is; they will die.
0: So somewhere between pure politics and 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 miracle working, I'm I'm not sure where. And, and both are both are are poor bets if you're trying to stay healthy. But okay, yeah, that's Fox.
1: But that's not it. So Tucker has finally made his triumphant return to the. Oh next yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about this. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. I just yes, he has done two of them. Um it's bad like not not just that it's boring and it's crazy it's the first one he's just explicitly anti-semitic he calls he he directly calls um uh, Zelensky rat-faced and then the rest of the uh monologue is basically about how the it's it, how the Jews control everything ah, um ah, ah, okay the second one he he so fucking dumb. He t- he's talking about taboos. He applies Obama's gay. Says wow. that um, oh, it used to matter what a president's, uh, you know, like their their uh, marriage was about. Like that used to be a, a defining factor. But after Obama, nobody cares. Like like we don't care about that anymore. Ignoring the fact that the Republican rep- the Republican uh, nominee for president for the last two elections, and probably for this one, has been Donald Trump.
0: Yeah, 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 just yeah,
1: yeah. Going to ignore that. He then <laughs> he then goes on to say that basically pedophilia is worse than it is now allowed, and that white supremacy is a thing that we don't know what it is, but you can just be randomly fired for it. Ah, I see. So, I see. It seems like he's doing really well, and it's not at all just insanity. But um, uh, I'm sure, he's, like, like he's... all the lemmings will love because it, it's just crazy.
0: Well, he, he sounds like he's 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 making an assumption. I I from what you're saying and from what I've heard uh, otherwise that that what he's picking up, what he's able to get, what's going to be following him on that Twitter feed basically is going to be the, the the most irrational, the most the most the most red meatish of whatever his audience was before. So he's he's tuned it up a couple of notches, basically to kind of accommodate them. At least that's what I'm hearing. And from what you're saying, that that would seem to be a reasonable assumption about how he's uh, how he's doing this show. Did you get a sense that he was um that he was taking himself seriously? Did you get a sense that he was pandering? I mean, his, is his presentation well, he, pretty he's much he's the
1: same? pandering because he he talks he he explains it like baby talk. Yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah, it's the same. Sh- it's the same shit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's he, he, like he, he talks in that same way, like kind of like open questions, slow, methodical. Yeah, yeah, type of yeah, yeah. So he's, that, he's
0: assuming he he's basically assuming that he's got the most brain dead of the people that he was were part of him before, and he simply. Uh, pushing it all the harder. And the slower he talks, the more they think they understand what he's talking about, the more they think it makes sense. And the more they think that really the the baby that he's talking to with baby talk is really the libs who really don't get it. And they're just being kind of like, you know, they're having their
1: noses rubbed in it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's so that's the absurdity. And then on the government side, we have some some interesting stuff. So no, oh, actually, one more thing that that isn't. Um, there was a school board meeting. I want to say Glenvale. Uh huh. Um, that was talking about like Pride Month. What happened after that was a massive um, riot with a bunch of protesters attacking uh, the the people who were in support of the Pride Month. Ah. The people who attacked them. This was not concerned parents. It was this is a, not, not exaggeration. Literal Proud Boys, which is a white supremacist organizations whose leaders were just uh, found guilty of seditious treason. So, you know, those nice. are not the people you should be back
0: to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Charming. Charming. And this is Glendale, Long Island we're talking about. I think so. I don't remember exactly where oh, it is. Oh, oh okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever wherever Glendale, Glendale anywhere, you know, white supremacist groups. Yeah.
1: Okay, great. Um, so let's talk about the government. The, uh,
0: I, I, I got to give you—I got to give you credit for not leading with the with the Trump indictment. I got to give you credit. I couldn't resist. You actually came well, up with stuff that's important, close to home. But that's your—that's your stock and trade. That's what I've always appreciated about we'll you. On the to show. We'll, we
1: We got to close with the best. So <laughs> I want to talk about the House very quickly. Um, yeah, yeah. They're having—they're having a week. So they basically—they're not doing any more votes this week because their fake messaging bill on gas stoves got tanked because the freedom caucus was bad that they couldn't blow up the U S economy. Right. That's not an exaggeration. So for those of you who don't know, um, in the inflation reduction act, there is a, um, there's a credit for people who want to replace their gas stoves with electric, with electric, because it's, um, there's, there's studies that show that the gas stoves, uh, can be bad for people who have asthma right uh and so the the government has done studies on it and they're going to attempt to phase them out at some point in the future um obviously this is now an assault on you and me because we love our, our gas stoves and um yep. the government just hates everything about you so therefore they tried to create the protect the gas stoves act i don't know what the fuck it does probably nothing it's irrelevant it's about a messaging bill. And they couldn't pass it um, because it's a clown show. Then, uh, yesterday, they decided that they're finally going to be able to see the super heat secret documents that um, prove that Joe Biden has been money laundering and peddling <laughs> information. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: leading up to this, to be clear, they have seen the documents. Yeah. Chuck Grassley, James Comer. The whole I believe,
0: committee has seen it, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Ra- Raskin had seen it. This anyway. is
0: over- oversight, I think, is the one that had. Yeah, this is the House Oversight, I think, uh, did it.
1: Right. Whenever they were asked for specifics, they always said, we kind of don't have any. And it just looks bad. Yeah. Then, apparently, one Congress member was told, only a single Congress member, was told that whoever their whistleblower is, the FBI is afraid for their life. Nobody else has this information except for this one Congress person. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um when they ask Steve Scalise and Kevin McCarthy about it, they're like, We have no idea what she's talking about. Uh-huh. Which is usually a a, a good a, a good thing to remember that that's a that that's probably a real story. Yeah. So now we get more information because Marjorie Taylor Green has done it, says he's seen it, and a couple other uh of these whack jobs have seen it. It's Burisma. They're yeah. running back Burisma. It's it's They're trying to direct, now they're saying Brisbane directly paid Joe Biden. But that's what this is. This isn't some new thing that the government did. And the form they're they're basing this on has no real evidence to back it up. It's basically a hearsay form that that some type of source told them.
0: Yeah, no. It was it was it was a a, a Ukrainian oligarch with absolutely zero credibility who was under all kinds of investigation himself, and it never got past the uh, form stages, like three stages of investigation that the FBI uses or the CIA uses in dealing with stuff like this, and it was never given any credibility whatsoever. Nor was it given any credibility during the Trump. White House, even under Bill Barr or under uh, Jefferson, uh, uh, Jeff, Jeff uh, Sessions, none of them gave this any credibility. But, but that's not important now. We need something to counter Trump. We need something to counter these indictments. You know,
1: anything. Yes. So let's get to this. So last night, Trump um, uh, put out on, on Truth Social that he is likely to be, or he has been indicted on seven counts. Um, I'm not sure we know all of them or some of them. Like it, it, it is technically that
0: still a sealed indictment. You're getting a lot of stuff in the news. I have found, and this even was true with the with the with the New York State indictment, uh, criminal indictment. Wait till you get the unsealed version of this uh, before we really start talking. But but if if what we're hearing is true, it's it's the effing kitchen sink.
1: Yeah. So it's the seven counts. Um, it appears to be just from what people have said. It's obstruction. It's uh, hiding classified documents. It's taking classified documents. It's it's a whole bunch of stuff.
0: Espionage. Um, don't forget that. Showing it around. Yeah.
1: Espionage. Yeah. So this, I mean, this was obvious. Like this was the dumbest case. Like like the brag stuff was like it was it was dumb that they like in in the sense of like can be charged. But this is the dumbest case he's going to get charged with because it didn't happen to happen he just didn't need to do this like at all like of, of all the, the charges that happened to him this one he could have avoided by just giving them back all of it which he may still have we don't know um and then there's also the thing to remember is there's two more indictments coming
0: oh yeah 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 that he, we know of there could he, be he more We could be more we don't he know he's still
1: got the January 6th one and he still is Georgia like, that's right that's right but here but outside of Chris Christie and H. H. Huston, they're all all the Republicans are going to defend it. They're, they're going to defend espionage. They're going to defend Peggy classified. Like, it's not—like, he has admitted to doing this over and over again. And they're going to say, oh, but Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden— Joe Biden's doing the same thing. Why is he getting charged? Because Joe Biden's not out here admitting that he did this, like— like we don't know anything about the special counsel's investigation, and in all likelihood, it's going to turn up. Yeah, we need to change the way that they do classified documents, but that's it. Because yeah. that's what it turned up for Mike Pence. Yeah, no. And Joe well, Biden, Mike Pence. My, my thought on this, boat.
0: David. My thought, and I agree with you completely on this. My my thought is basically this is today, and you're hearing you're hearing this this either this rush of silence or this still sort of supporting the team because Trump is the captain and and, and not really going after him. But that's today. We haven't even gotten into the actual arraignment. We haven't gotten into any of the guts of this. And as as time goes on and this whole thing expands... Trump is basically—the ability of Republicans to to come and openly support him and embrace him, this is going to begin to wither. There's going to be an entropy process here uh, to the uh, support that Trump has within the base right now. And and I guess recent polling is beginning to suggest that even before this indictment came down. But we'll we'll have to see where this goes. We're just going to have to see. Republicans are going to say what they're going to say right now. But I don't think they're going to have much to, to work with as, as the days and the weeks go forward.
1: Well, I mean, of course they don't have anything to work with. Their story has changed since it's originally broke. Yeah. And Trump himself yeah. has incriminated himself. And, like, the other thing is he can't find lawyers for this because 80 80- because half the time he doesn't pay them, and the other half of the time, like in this case, he gets them all in trouble because they're yeah. all
0: witnesses. Well, you know, like well, you know what you know what MAGA means. Uh, make attorneys get attorneys. That's that's all. That's all about, and and that's exactly the problem. but people are going to be remembering very shortly, or realizing very shortly, that half of the major uh, evidentiary material in this Mar-a-Lago case is coming directly from. Trump's attorneys. Why is it coming from Trump's attorneys? Well, because the attorney client privilege was busted wide open because a a federal judge found, and this went up to the appeals level, that basically there was collusion between Trump and his attorneys in the probable commission of an ongoing crime. Once that's established, the attorneys become the object of, or the reasonable and the permissible object of grand jury investigation. And half of the attorneys on his team have already had to testify against him. It's, a, it's an effing clown show is what this is, but we're going to play it out. And again,
1: this is worth telling these these lunatics. Joe Biden didn't do this. No, of course there's, not. There's a special counselor who once again impaled the grand jury. So it's I think it's like twenty people, twenty Americans, looked at the evidence and said, Yeah, this is acceptable to charge him with.
0: And, and 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 my and I, I would only add to that, uh, the, the grand jury in southern of Florida, everybody bitching and moaning now, oh geez, you know, it'll be to Trump's advantage. BS the 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 jury in the uh, in the civil case in the Eugene uh, Carroll case in New York that found him uh, uh, guilty of of of, of, of civil a sexual assault. One of the guys on that jury was a diehard Trump supporter who only got his information off of every super far-right website or or, uh, source that he could get his hands on. And when presented with the facts of the case, he, with everybody else, came back within two hours and found Trump guilty. I'm counting on Jack Smith, who is one of the, the most renowned prosecutors in this country, with limitless resources. To do what everybody expects him to do.
1: Yeah, and also, the the person that's going to hurt is going to be Ron DeSantis, not Trump, because it's happening in Ron DeSantis' backyard. Yeah, that's where sure. they're they're, they're going to get mad because Ron DeSantis isn't, I don't know, expelling the federal agents who are looking to do this or whatever yeah, the fuck yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they're going to yeah, make yeah. up. Because they did this last time when he got when Trump got uh, indicted or when they raided at the White House. Like, why isn't Ron DeSantis doing more?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh my, oh my. Uh, we we keep repeating this back and forth, you and I, again and again and again. But this is why they play the games, and 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 I it, I, I said this earlier in the show before you came on. I I I, I don't take joy in this. I I understand how. Uh, a Trump indictment will be exploited uh, by everyone who feels they have something to gain by ri- by raveling and rising up the base by Trump himself, obviously. I went through some Roy Cohen background and how that, that sort of mindset works. I was talking about Bruce Cutler, uh, who ultimately was disbarred. Uh, as, well, so was Cohen and all that. You know, how these mob lawyers uh, basically go... To a certain point, and everybody figures they're invincible until they're not. In the end, it always winds up crashing down, and 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 this is where I kind of feel this is going right now. And for as much as everybody will attempt to, uh, you know, to uh, support Trump and come to rally to his side at this moment of need. There's going to be nowhere to go, and there'll be nowhere to go in the very relatively near future. I don't know how this guy even continues running a presidential campaign in the weeks ahead. But we're going to keep covering it. We're going to keep watching what's going on. We're going to keep reporting it. Uh, it, it when they're not listening to all of that here at Center Left Radio, David, where can they find you? Twitter, I'd
1: face his ideas too.
0: Okay, that's that's where I strongly suggest people to to continue listening after you've had a chance to listen to this show. Uh, but I uh, I'm, I'm grateful for your listenership here. Grateful again to David for joining us here on Friday, and. Uh, as saying, you know, we are hitting milestone after milestone in our effort to bring the country back to some kind of rational standard of legislative and jurisprudential uh, activity. Uh, it's going to take a while. We're getting there. It's 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 uh, we're moving in the right direction. I have a feeling. Well, that's why we call it the uh, you know the progressive voice of hope politics. And jazz. I'm hopeful that America will get through this and get through it uh, in an exemplary manner, uh, something that we could teach ourselves about in the future from a positive perspective. And I think I'll celebrate that thought with a little jazz. You've been listening to Central Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. For all of the yelling and screaming on the right, for all of the witch hunt for Donald's, all, all caps, uh, tweets, and whatever the hell he puts out, for all of the bitching and moaning, for all the threats, we're going to get the buy It's they've done it just as bad, for all of that. When an indictment comes down, it simply says, the system works, you must pay attention, you must play by the rules.